0: Welcome to Deprogram, the Progressive Program, a primer to progressivism, history, strategy, rules, and application. But first, a program note. The COVID-19 pandemic occurred during this writing, and the economic lockdown has temporarily altered our financial situation. However, applying these same small government principles of lower taxes, less regulation, and other free market forces will hasten us back to a normal recovery and a return to the booming economy we were all experiencing and enjoying, even for those who don't want a normal recovery. Now to continue with Chapter 7 of the Deprogram, we'll start with Big Government versus Little Government. Ocasio-Cortez isn't alone in the progressive totalitarianism. Senator Warren wants to roll back tax cuts and impose a wealth tax similar to King George III's 1776 Stamp Act that helped trigger our Revolutionary War. Mayor de Blasio wants to confiscate America's money claiming it's in the hands of the wrong people. Obama says it's everybody's money, not yours. You didn't earn that. George Bernard Shaw said, Power does not corrupt men. Fools, however, if they get into a position of power, corrupt power. Thomas Jefferson said, When the government fears the people, you have liberty. When the people fear the government, you have tyranny. Faced with the overwhelming success of the Trump economy, the progressives try to tout Obama's economy. However, the Federal Reserve reported that mathematically, the Obama-Biden administration had the worst recovery after a recession ever recorded. Progressives are terrified that people will find out that their policies do not work, but that Trump's policies do, so they will go to any length to stop them, let alone give them a chance to succeed. In fact, Trump's conservative policies are again proving that progressives' ideologies are not only wrong, but harmful to open and free societies. Progressives can't let you know that free markets and tax cuts increase individual liberty, wealth, government revenue, and innovation that benefits everyone. That universal health care is unsustainable, creates cost inefficiency, skyrocketing prices, huge deductibles, rationing, waiting lines, age discrimination, and a two-tier rich versus poor health care system. Again, Medicare for All will devastate the elderly's health care. Progressives have no rational argument, so they expound moral imperatives. For example, we are told if we do not adhere to their Marxist climate, health care open border policies, we are all racist and going to die. Therefore, progressives in their controlled societies are good, and you must obey. Conservatives in their open free societies are bad, icky, and evil, and must be destroyed. That's their case, what they call science, and everyone else is a flat earther. According to the Congressional Budget Office, CBO, Trump's tax cuts have increased revenue in 41 states by an average of 13%, effectively offsetting the cost of the tax cuts. Record increases of revenue are also occurring at the federal level. Trump has made America the world's number one oil producer, decreasing our energy dependence on hostile nations. He has increased our average GDP from Obama's 1.5% to over 2.5%, saved American billions by cutting regulations, and created over 7 million jobs, all in less than three years. It took Obama eight years to supposedly create or save 8 million jobs. According to the U.S. labor statistics, from 2009 to 2016, Obama lost 250,000 manufacturing jobs, whereas from 2017 to 2018, Trump created 600,000, the highest increase since 1997. When questioned how Trump was going to bring back manufacturing jobs, Obama remarked, What's he going to do? Wave a magic wand? Evidently, Trump found the wand. Trump reduced unemployment by 3.5%, lowered black and Hispanic unemployment to the lowest levels on record, and increased salaries by 16%, the first working-class salary increase in over a decade. Unemployment has been below 4% for 21 consecutive months, the longest streak in 50 years, with 106 months of job growth. He decreased food stamp dependency by over $5 while creating a labor force participation rate of 65.5%, the highest since 1969. The IRS reported that over 90% of Americans have benefited from the Trump tax cuts. Tax cuts alone increased the average American's annual income by $1,400 and raised the annual income of a family of four by an average of $2,900. Trump increased the average child family tax credit by over $2,000, increased medium household income from Obama's $62,037 to Trump's $65,666, and increased the total average annual family income by more than $7,000. Banks are loaning again, and according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the poverty rate is now at 12.3%, the lowest in over a century. This was all accomplished without bailouts, the Federal Reserve printing money, or zero interest rates. When Trump unleashed the free market system, it fueled our economic engine, grew business, made labor more competitive, and businesses voluntarily increased wages. Contrarily, progressive ideologies damage economies by growing government taking money out of our economy, redistributing money, overregulating, then forcing businesses that they have crippled to involuntarily increase wages until they must close their doors. Obama said ISIS would be around for generations, and they grew under his presidency for eight years. Trump eliminated them in just over a year. Trump stopped the threat of North Korean missiles and entered denuclearization negotiations for the first time in 40 years. He rescued hostages from Turkey, China, North Korea, and Syria. He pushed through the first criminal justice reform legislation in 16 years to help rehabilitate and reintegrate first-time offenders back into the communities. He increased U.S. trade by billions after renegotiating trade deals with South Korea, Japan, Mexico, and Canada and is making progress solving the EU's and China's unfair trade practices. The International Trade Commission claimed Trump's Mexican-Canadian trade deal, the USMCA, is the best trade deal ever, that it will create a bigger, positive economic impact than every trade deal going back to 1984. Trump is fighting the ruling class corporate globalists that want millions of illegals to invade our country each year, that take our jobs, flood our schools, hospitals, welfare offices, and break the backs of the middle class taxpayers. Trump made NATO countries pay their fair share of the defense budget, up $400 billion, reducing the burden on American taxpayers. Two years ago, only three nations paid 2% of their GDP. Now 15 nations are paying 2%. Trump pulled us out of the Bad Iran Treaty and out of the Paris Climate Accord, which even the French reject and are rioting over. This saved American taxpayers billions that would have otherwise been paid to global elites and corrupt third world countries. It should be noted that according to the EIA website, and contrary to what the progressives say, despite the U.S. pulling out of the Paris Accord, the U.S. has lowered its CO2 emissions to 1993 levels, exceeding expectations and beating all of the Accord countries. Thanks to our technology, this was accomplished without using the progressives' heavy-handed, destructive redistribution carbon tax policies, saving American billions in extra cost. For all this, he must die. Americans are far better off economically, environmentally, and internationally than they ever were under Obama or either Bush. Yet still, the Progressive Media Coalition does not care what is best for our country. They want their Marxist power back and pretend Trump's accomplishments never occurred. Instead, they spread propaganda that our country is on the wrong track. They claim Trump is incompetent and is running the country into the ground, and they want to expedite his departure. They want to return to their failed progressive policies immediately, claiming they will create better jobs, higher wages, and a better, more secure life. What is not reported is that by using free market principles, Trump already fulfilled most of those promises, promises the progressives never kept, nor could ever keep, under socialism. The progressives use Zelensky's pick-the-target, freeze-it, personalize-it, and polarize-it, and, of course, ridicule as man's most potent weapon to try and destroy Trump. Despite all Trump's progress, the progressive ruling class wants their power and control back by any means necessary so they can get back to the business of destroying America. They will throw tantrums, riot, lie, cry, block, beat, cheat, burn, open borders, and steal to get their power back. They want to impeach, jail, and behead Trump for the crime of trying to resurrect our country, for the crime of stopping the global corporate raiders from pilfering, plundering, and planning the third world invasion of America. Progressives long for the good old days, for policies of no growth, no jobs, welfare, high taxes, identity politics, massive legal and illegal immigration, and ISIS beheadings. That is when progressivism thrives the best— during periods of misery, when they are shredding and robbing America. The open-minded, tolerant thugs figure they win either way. If they destroy Trump, they win. If not, no one else will dare be foolish enough to take a stand. To regain control and maintain power, progressives have funded hundreds of organizations that advocate for the destruction of America, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, By Any Means Necessary, La Raza, MoveOn.org, Occupy Wall Street, SIU, Socialist Worker, Southern Poverty Law Center, and Voice of the Revolution. Their agenda? One World Order, Globalization, PC Mind Control, Social Justice, In the forever elusive, egalitarianism, your basic garden variety, Marxist ideologies. Progressives do not care that the free exchange of ideas benefit people. Not only do they not care, but the benefits that free markets and individual liberties provide to Americans enrage them. The free exchange of ideas makes it hard for the progressives to gain and keep power. Remember Joseph Stalin said, Ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns... Why should we let them have ideas? Unwittingly, the progressive lemmings are doing the bidding of the global elites in the Davos One World Order crowd, such as George Soros, Bloomberg, and Steyer, who profit from and want to remake the world according to their Fabian ideology. The 2019 topic of Davos was, surprise, globalization, and America is standing in their way. Ronald Reagan once said America can vote with her feet, meaning if you don't like the policies in one state you can move to another state more suitable to your liking. Progressives are not only trying to eliminate this option in America by turning all states blue, but they also want to eliminate free markets and individual liberty globally. Progressives will not move to blue states and leave red states alone, they must proselytize. The global elites cannot put social controls on you in one country and let you move to another country, a global safe space like America, to escape their controls. That's why most progressive organizations are global, like the Black Lives Matter movement. For example, Wade Rathke, the SEIU's former head, who recently helped turn Nevada into a blue state, has ties throughout America and Europe, and now heads the International Communist Party. Progressives do not like giving people choices. Marxism requires total control. Instead of rallying behind the president to ensure our continued success, the Marxists prefer to take their power back. Contrary to the evidence, they constantly, and without merit, demonize and demean Trump by claiming he lies as a racist, is insane, and or unfit for office. These third-grade tactics aren't new. They are straight from Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals playbook. In 2000, the progressive racist Maxine Waters loved calling George W. Bush a racist, and she loves calling Trump a racist today. In 1964, a publication called Fact had 1,189 psychiatrists claim Barry Goldwater was psychologically unfit to be president. Today, CNN and MSNBC news anchors, with their television psychoanalysts, proclaim daily that Trump is psychologically unfit. When the Democrats were out of power, they used Alinsky's rule, power is not only what you have but what the enemy thinks you have, to hijack the Attorney General's office. They frightened Trump's administration into believing they had the authority to block Sessions' replacement. They used this rule to prevent special Counsel Mueller's firing. Mueller then used this completely concocted Russian collusion hoax to go on a witch hunt searching for a crime to pin on Trump. They also used this rule to try to dissuade Trump from declaring a national emergency by bluffing retaliation if he tried to build a wall on our southern border. The Progressive Media Coalition's constant degrading makes it harder for Trump to negotiate on our behalf with businesses and world leaders. For instance, while Trump was in Vietnam at the North Korea nuclear summit, the progressives deliberately scheduled a Cohen hearing to divert the public's attention away from the summit while at the same time the U.S. intelligence community and DNI Dan Coats undermined Trump by publicly saying that North Korea won't give up their nukes. Instead of backing our president by reporting potential progress in the hopes of averting nuclear war, the children were busy undermining him by spinning dirt about the Cohen investigation. This is part of their win-win strategy, impede America's progress or bring America down. Either way, it advances their Marxist agenda. Peter Morrissey, an economist at the University of Maryland, said that the liberal anti-Trump press is downplaying our economy by running a campaign of doom. Chuck Schumer announced from the Senate floor that the economy for the middle-class families is not good. After Bill Maher's comment about hoping the economy goes into recession in order to defeat Trump, the media wrote these headlines in November through December 2018. For the American economy, storm clouds are on the horizon. A stock market's dangers are easy to see now. Americans' capitalism is not working, and what is a recession? Why are people talking about the next one? The New York Times. Trump's big 2020 problem, the economy could be in a recession. Washington Post. Many factors will impact the 2020 race, a recession, and a growing deficit. USA Today. When it was reported in December 2018 that 312,000 new jobs were created, the average number of monthly new jobs created increased by 241,000, there were 7.3 million job openings, the average monthly hourly wage increased by 3.3%, and non-supervisor wages increased by 3.5%. The Wall Street Journal's headline read, Sorry for the Good News. This exposed the irony of the media outlets, which had been downplaying the economy, hoping for its failure. Further angering the progressive media coalition, a February 2019 report revealed that personal income had risen 1% and savings were up from 6.1% to 7.6%. The media had been working 24-7 along the progressives, trying to create a self-fulfilling prophecy by frightening people. They were deliberately trying to destroy our economy by creating a panic, continuously suggesting that it was going to crash, selling the uptick as a sugar high and hoping for a downslide. They did this not for the good of the country, but to regain power and hide the fact that the tax cuts work. Most recently, the Progressive Media Coalition tried to crash our markets by using the coronavirus to spread panic and fear. Trump is right. The media is the enemy of the people. So much for the Progressive's ruling class's moral imperative argument. The IRS reported that 90% of Americans have benefited from Trump's tax cuts. The average American's annual income has increased by $1,400 and the annual income of a family of four has increased by $2,900. Still, because of the Progressive Media Coalition's constant lie that only the rich are benefiting from the tax cuts, polls indicate that only 40% of the U.S. population approve of the tax cuts. The Progressive Media Coalition's propaganda is working convincing people to drink their Kool-Aid and vote against their own interest. The Progressive ruling class will stop at nothing to regain power, not for the good of the country, but to control it. The Progressive Media Coalition sided with Mexico and Canada calling Trump an irresponsible bully when he was negotiating NAFTA to the USMCA. When he negotiated a better deal that benefited everyone, the media pretended nothing happened. The media is using similar tactics while he is negotiating deals with the EU, China, North Korea, Iran, and others. Wall Street is negotiating with China against American interest. Forty percent of the profits of Goldman Sachs and other global Wall Street firms come by the way of China. Peter Navarro, Trump's director of trade, claims that unregistered Wall Street foreign agents, Paul Manafort, who's in jail because of this, are aiding China in fighting American trade negotiations. The media claimed to be offended and ashamed when Trump asked NATO countries to pay their dues to lessen the burden on American taxpayers. Pre-Trump, three countries paid the agreed-upon 2% GDP. Now 15 countries pay their 2%, netting NATO an additional $400 billion annually. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg said by making NATO share the burden of their own defense, Trump has unified and emboldened NATO while alarming Putin. Nancy Pelosi and the progressives, however, are spreading the exact opposite propaganda, claiming he is dividing NATO and has emboldened Putin. Before the government shutdown, Nancy and her delegation were set to meet with NATO to undermine Trump's negotiation. Evidently, the big spending progressists feel American taxpayers should keep picking up the annual $400 billion tab for NATO so Nancy and her ilk can continue getting sweetheart deals while hobnobbing with Europe's elite. Maybe by crushing the American taxpayer, they can claim capitalism does not work and can further advance their Marxist agenda. Maybe Nancy could help NATO by butting out and letting NATO help themselves. The progressives have turned Kim Jong-un into a victim and exonerated him after he launched missiles towards Japan. They blame the missile launches on Trump because of the pressure he applied on North Korea after Kim's aggression. Trump's critics went silent after the strategy worked. Now they accuse him of not denuclearizing North Korea fast enough. They cried a pop clips when Trump pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord, saving American taxpayers from being the only ones paying billions to the global elites and corrupt third-world countries. Even French citizens are riding over the Accord's cost and want out. After Trump pulled out of the shameful Iran deal, the media applauded Kerry, who traveled behind Trump's State Department envoys, undermining his policy with world leaders. Where's Sally Yates in the progressive cry for violating the Logan Act? Progressives have completely lost their minds calling Trump a Russian agent. Really? Trump has done more to push back on Russia in one year than Obama did in eight. Trump reinstated the Eastern Europe nuclear defense system, sanctioned them, undermined their economy by decreasing the price of oil, bombed Syria, killing 200 Russians, and expelled their diplomats. Trump did not just give blankets to Ukraine, he sold weapons to Ukraine. Regardless, the progressives want to further undermine and embarrass him by demanding the notes from his meeting with Putin so other world leaders will be reluctant to confide with him in the future. Using repressive tolerance, the progressive ruling class is trying to stifle the president's authority by claiming that everything he does is oppressive or a conflict of interest, such as investigating corruption, speaking with world leaders, meeting with his AG, securing our borders, tweeting to the public, and protecting our citizens against the virus. Why single out the Russians for election meddling? Is it because Obama was rebuffed trying to make a deal with Putin after his election? The Progressive-Mexican collusion has done more to influence our elections than the Russians have ever done, and the media encourage it. The Progressives support 50 Mexican consulate offices and endless distribution of their matriculate consular cards, La Raza's 20-plus organizations, and 2 million Latinos that invade our country annually. They have invited the Mexican city mayor, now Mexico's foreign minister, Marcelo Ebrard, to the U.S. during the 2016 elections to call Trump, Hitler, and racist on several television and news broadcasts. Imagine if Trump invited Putin to go on television in the U.S. to call Hillary a fascist during the election. The ruling class would have immediately called for another special consul and or demanded another impeachment vote. Progressives celebrate while Mexican pushes their citizens to become dual U.S.-Mexican citizens and have paid $150 million to encourage Mexicans to continue speaking Spanish while in the U.S. Progressives celebrate while Mexico pays lawyers to clog our deportation courts to prevent Mexican deportations. China has published political content in our major newspapers. Asia, the Middle East, our allies, and virtually every country on the globe has lobbied or used media to influence our elections and or policies in one way or the other throughout our history. Still, the progressives and the media only advance the Russian hoax. For progressives, nothing is ever over. They will never allow their opponents to govern or implement policies. They are always right, never wrong, the Russian collusion. If they lose an election, it's unfair, they sue, create special consuls, demand another election, or a recount until they win. To win, they will commit voter fraud, harvest ballots, import illegals, change the electoral college, the voting districts, and other rules. If they lose, they will throw tantrums, scream racism, riot, and create chaos to prevent the winners from governing until they regain power. If you oppose them and run for office, they will destroy you and your family. For an example, Trump, Kavanaugh, and Nielsen. If you don't run, they are free to open the borders, seize your property, implement Marxist policies, and destroy our country, not for good, but for power.